What's up, guys? It's Neil Dashwood here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show, I See Things a Little Differently. I am the Soul Chemical. This is part two of your Monday show. Welcome back as we recap part one with Night Champions, the Bloodlines official dismantling, and also the official final chapter of the Bloodline story that has Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens in it. Now it's just going to be straight blood, all family. Now we focus to AEW, Double or Nothing. If you guys remember what I said during my prediction show last week, if you don't know what I said, it is in the archives. Just check it out. I said I was looking forward to Nelly's pay-per-views this week. Um, and I was justified in saying that because they were very, uh, as the kids say, mid at best. And that's okay. Sometimes they, they, that happens. But it doesn't mean there wasn't, weren't a couple of fun things on the menu. And before we even get Double or Nothing, let's hit this up. Per Sean Rossap, Jordan Grace is officially done with Impact. I never thought I'd be saying that. She was always so comfortable in Impact, and that was not a knock at all. Um, she fit there in that women's division. She made her mark in that women's division. She's definitely Impact Hall of Famer. I can't, but let me tell you something, though. I, I think she's WWE bound, personally. Both companies could use her. And if she decided to be a freelancer like Mer- Mercedes Monet, who would not take her? Can you imagine a match? We could, we could finally see her versus Mercedes Monet. Her versus who else? Britt Baker. Her versus Chris Statlander. Her versus... I. The list can go on. Mia Yim. Her versus Becky Lynch. Her versus Zoe Stark. Like, I, I, it's just... She has a plethora of names she's never worked with because she's always been with Impact. And if you didn't come through Impact, you just didn't work with her. And now we're going to see her showcase her talents to the entire world. So I'm really happy for her on that front. Um, And also, per a last-minute change, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship lineage is its own thing. It will not be based on the big gold belt. This is a brand new championship lineage, which means Seth Rollins is the very first man to ever hold this particular championship, which makes him the first man in WWE history to hold the NXT Heavyweight Championship, the Universal Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, and now the World Heavyweight Championship. I... I had someone ask me what my thoughts are, and I actually don't have any thoughts on it. But you know what? If you're going to make a whole new world title, might as well start over. You might as well start over from the beginning. We have a new world champion now. They can build their own lineage. We know what it's paying homage to, but at the end of the day, we know what this is. So um, that's just what it is. Uh, but I actually do not have any thoughts on that. So with that being said, let's hit up Double or Nothing. Orange Cassidy in the opener. He successfully defended the international championship. Let me tell you something. They have booked this thing better than they booked the TNT championship. And that's a, that's not that's not an accident. That's clearly by design. Tony Khan, when he said, I wanted to level up this championship, he meant what he said. And Orange Cassidy's had 23 defenses in like 200 days. And they're showing the war wounds that he has. And to me, honestly... That's what a way to do it. And I'm assuming he's going to lose this international championship on international waters or an internet forbidden door or something like that. But um, 
he 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 did it. So that's that's all you can ask. And I thought it was a pretty good battle where I thought the stuff with him and Swerve Strickland was pretty good. Swerve Strickland is one of those wrestlers, and I'm gonna and, and same way I felt like with Oscar. She just looks better with gold, right? Swerve Strickland, his swagger, his confidence, it just looks better with gold. And um, I, I think that, that, that that's going to be the next step for him is some gold. Sorry, there we go. House of Black defend their trios tag team championships against Billy Gunn and the Acclaim. They ended up winning them. Um, I don't think it was much of a threat here. <laughs> it was just what it is. Uh, Jay Cargill defeated Taya Valkyrie, and then the surprise of the night, Mark Sterling said, hey, Jay will defend against anybody. Come out here. The music of Chris Statlander hit. What did I just say on the prediction show? She feels stale, Jay Cargill, because we all know who that title at TBS Championship is going to. We all know. And sure enough, Chris Statlander returns, looks amazing as she always does. Defeats Jay Cargill to become the second, only the second TBS champion. Congratulations to her. That was an exciting moment. Um, and that was good to see her back. Wardlow defeated Christian Cage in a ladder match. Tony Storm wins the AEW Women's, Ta- uh, Women's Championship. Uh, she's the first woman to become a two-time AEW Women's Champion. Um, and this was clearly... T- they had to do this to get the belt off of Jamie Hayter. She's clearly hurt. I don't know if it's serious or not, but it was reported she came into the match banged up. And the match was three minutes. <laughs> so it's clear she was really hurt. And the way the match started out was with the outcast throwing her out into the arena. And I still don't understand this whole outcast thing and where it came from. It's all super random to me. But uh, I'm assuming... if. Jamie Hayter is good to go by all in. She's winning that championship back at all in. I'm just assuming that. That's just me assuming that. Adam Cole defeated Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match. FTR retained the World Tag Team Championships in the, in the really chaotic match. It, was, it wasn't too bad. It, for what it was, it was, it was all right. Um, what else do we got here? Also in the main event, the Four Pillars... Four-way match. We had MJF retaining the World Heavyweight Championship. This did not go on last, though, because Anarchy in the arena went on last. And this wasn't as crazy. This was fun still. It wasn't as crazy as the first one. But without a doubt, the Blackpool Combat Club had to win. And we got a fifth member of the Blackpool Combat Club. We got (laughs) Kenosa Dikeshta. I knew I was going to say that name wrong. He turned heel turning his back on Kenny Omega, whacking him with um, it's a spinning heel kick, but he calls it, he calls it something else, but it's a spinning wheel kick. And Don Callis got involved. By the way, there is a great 12-minute video on YouTube with Don Callis talking to Jim Ross and he just giving the history of him and Kenny Omega. I actually thought it was done really well. We got him to explain things. Remember, when he was trying to explain things before, he could not explain things. So uh, I thought this was done very well. I really enjoyed it. Check it out. It's 12 minutes. It's on YouTube. It's an interview with Jim Ross and Don Callis. But the Blackpool Combat Club wins. And on top of that, after the catch hit Omega, Wheeler, 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 see, I, 
you guys, here's how crazy this is, right? Last time I tried to say this man's name, everyone kept saying, why did you say Yuda? Why did you say Yuda? As I said, my accent won't allow me to say Wheeler. And now I said it right now, but ever since then, I've been trying to say it, and you guys make fun of me. Fuck off all of you guys. So I'm going to say Yuda again. Yuda got the pin on Omega. That is, that's nothing to take. You know how I see how I saw that last night? I saw that the same way I see, I saw Owen Hart pinning Steve Austin in that 10-man tag team match from uh, Canadian Stampede. I just thought that was a big stamp of approval, you know. And also on top of that, this weekend, the uh, Jazzwares has announced that they're going to drop several ways in the coming months after um, summer, after the summer, and everything that's been uh, just just hanging on the shelf will then be t- pulled off. So if you guys have seen something that you're not sure about or you want to buy it and you don't know if you want to spend an extra 20 bucks, if you see something and you're on the fence about it, my suggestion is you get that from the store. Because if you go to Ringside Collectibles, and look here, I use Ringside Collectibles, full fucking disclosure here. But I use, I start using, now that I'm in a different state than where I was, I'm actually going to give these stores a try out here and see how it works. Because I'm in a uh, much different place. Uh, and when I was in Colorado, you literally could not I was very lucky to find um phase one of those figures and I remember going there early to a Walmart early in the morning so it literally took all the brandies and left everything that was so ridiculous I don't to this day I don't know why the brandies was so so maybe because it was the first woman on it I don't understand it matter of fact I do want to get a, a collector on here sometime soon just to interview them and get their thoughts on Things like that, because that was that's still weird to me. I'm sorry, I can't help it. That's just weird to me. But um, anyways, um, he they they have his new blood and guts Yuda with the Pure Championship. I saw that and I said, okay, that's mine. Um, there's a few things I gotta get from Ringside Collectibles. But my point is that you can't get from the store. You have to get from Ringside Collectibles. But if you see something, I, I, look here. What what figure did I just get? I just got a figure. I got two figures once I made my move. That I wanted them both. It was a Beast Boy and it was a Static Shock. No, the figure. What figure was it? I don't remember what figure it was now. Damn it. No, it was before I actually left Colorado. Never mind. I been on the fence about the figure. And I was like, man, it's 20 bucks. But like, if you go to ringside, you got to pay 24 probably 29 depending on how popular the figure is. Plus, you have to pay that shipping and handling. And I just I, and I want a gift card for my previous job when I was in Colorado. I was trying to use that gift card. It won't let me use it on the fucking website. So fucking I literally saved that gift card so I could spend it on ringside collectibles when I moved into my own place. It was my it was gonna be my first purchases, first things mailed to my home. Such bullshit. Anyways, just just letting you guys be aware. Hey, go pick that shit up if you. If you are thinking about a figure, just go get them from the stores. You have until the end of summer before they start pulling things off the racks that, that are very old. And let me say something. In Colorado, there were some very old figures, like Wave 2 and 3 figures. You guys need to get on that immediately. But anyways, with the Four Pillars match, MJF retains his um, his world championship with a match that was. That's probably his best title defense. It was chaotic. It was all over the place. These guys showed something. Um and Blackpool Combat Club uh, got the victory as well. This is not over. Kenny Omega said at the end of the show, I may not be liked in the back, but I have a ton of friends in this industry. We all know who he's talking about. He's talking about Kota Ibushi. Um, 
that's going to be a hell of a blood and guts match. What what a spectacle that will be. If you want to draw ratings, I know I know it won't happen on Collision, even though they should probably put down Collision because it would draw ratings. But you're going to draw ratings with this. You're going to have Kota Ibushi. You're going to have the, the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. That is going to be fucking fantastic. Looking forward to that. So that is my t- that is my review of that. I thought it was a decent show, but I still was okay. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't think I missed anything. Um, some quick notes here. Other matches you should probably watch, or just other things you should know. Uh, we had a pay per view from NXT because of course they had to go head to head. I find it funny how Max Caster made the lineup about Dominic to Buddy Matthews, and everyone said, "Oh, AEW can't help but to fucking say WWE." Dude, they've been running Memorial Day weekend alone for four fucking years now. WWE has now decided to run that weekend. They're going to probably run again during All Out weekend. They both are obsessed with each other. The tribalism that CM Punk was talking about is real and is fucking stupid. Anyways. Uh, at Battleground, Tiffany Stratton fulfills her destiny and becomes the NXT Women's Championship after winning the tournament. So congratulations to her. I think she's going to be a megastar. Um, but I also think she's also going to leave the industry very fast. <laughs> I really do. Gals retain their tag team chi- titles. And also, in a hell of a last man standing match, you had Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. What a, you guys need to watch that match. The end of that match is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic match. So anyways, that is your review. Uh, that's part two. I just wanted to get that out the way really quick. And, um, we do have a Wednesday show. We have Wednesday shows coming up for, we do, we have so much going on on Wednesdays. Um, this week is the end of the Arrowverse in the flash review the following week, the diplomat, the following week, the recruit, the following week, the flash June is already covered. After that, we're going to do fucking uh, invasion, secret invasion. We have this whole summer already locked down on Wednesday, so stay tuned. I appreciate you guys' support. I am Soul Chemical, and I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. We are out.